Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of WJ Live. We're back. We're back, guys. Back in office. Back doing podcast episodes. Um, powered by the Western Journal. I'm Michael Austin, the obviously super large and tall supervising reporter for the Western He's Journal. He's a big man, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm joined today in studio by Caleb Gina, our assignment editor, and remotely from an undisclosed location... Abby Liebing, <laughs> our reporter extraordinaire, our, our newest reporter on the team, is joining us as well. Well, guys, Hi. we got some good stuff for the audience today. We got um, Marines basically being kicked out for not getting vaccinated, which, you know, sounds sounds bad because it is bad. We have John Madden. He's been dead less than a week and already cancel culture is coming to. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to let him rest in peace. That's claim for sure. His corpse. Um, but first, we're going to start off with some news about AOC. AOC seems to be having a really fun time for her winter vacation. She's gone down to Florida. She's partying it up, which, you know, would would be fine, except for the fact that all of her uh, constituents back in New York are suffering under the harsh COVID restrictions, the harsh mask mandates, uh, vaccine mandates, you know, there's the vaccine key to the city now where you can't get into like dining or gyms or entertainment. You can't yeah, see any five years things. old and up, right? Yeah, they they just changed it in December to five years old and up. You have to have at least one dose. 12 years old and up, you have to have two vaccine doses and you have to be able to prove it. And New York City is asking all of its fine citizens to report on one another if any businesses aren't following the rules. Very Soviet Union-esque. just warms the heart in December. Um, <laughs> but yeah, AOC. So she was seen in Florida, maskless, just hanging out with her uh, boyfriend. Her I, I'm not sure what their relationship status is at the moment, but we have a picture for you, a tweet that got put out. Um, she got a lot of criticism for this, obviously, because... Her constituents have to mask up. They have to vaccinate. And she's going to a place where freedom and liberty are much more of a concern to the um, establishment down there. Yeah, if you could see that picture on the right, that's AOC and her boo just chilling. America's latest Birkenstock model. <laughs> Having a great time. Um, and AOC's response to the criticism was pretty interesting. She basically said, uh, Republicans just want to have sex with me. It's it's not that it's not that I'm being a hypocrite. It's that Republicans want to have sex with me. She said it in that tweet there, which is just hilarious. She 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 she's actually she's done this a number of times. I don't quite remember when in the past. I think she did it with Ben Shapiro when he <laughs> challenged her to debate him. But she she always goes to oh Republicans find me so attractive and that's why they criticize me because they're so obsessed with me. Not probably not the best tactic for a elected official to take whenever he or she receives criticism. She signed up for this. I think that's <laughs> yeah. an important thing that we all need to remember and keep in mind. It's not like somebody 
you know, just dropped her in this position. And <laughs> this is all yeah. just like so fast and sudden, like she, she's some new pop star who had like yeah. a top 40 single. Yeah. Like she not only has become a public figure voluntarily, she's increased <laughs> that spotlight with what she has said and what she has done. She has garnered that additional attention and yeah. used it for her own ends. Oh, yeah. So all of a sudden, when that same attention comes back and bites her for something that she <laughs> is doing, then yeah. she acts like, well, I'm insulated to criticism. This is all rooted in, yeah. you know, sexism and misogyny and lustfulness, evidently. Well, yeah, that's that's the go-to. What do you think, Abby, about the story? It's, it's honestly just so juvenile. Like, what <laughs> her, her whole comments of the situation it's kind of like listening to like a 16 year old girl in high school yes. um, of like, Oh, you know, all the boys hate me because actually secretly they have crushes on me. And it's just really nonsensical. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of conservatives took to Twitter to point that out. And we have a couple of those tweets, which I thought were especially juicy that we're going to pull up for you guys right now. I'm going to pull those up one from Ali Beth Stuckey and another from Candace Owens. Oh, man, the Candace um, tweet is blissful. And Ali Bessucky is my favorite conservative <laughs> female commentator, by the way. She's the best. And she said, people, kind of weird that while New York kids are being forced to eat lunches in 30-degree weather because of COVID, AOC is vacationing in free Florida. The state Dems have criticized the most. AOC, what I'm hearing you say is that you're upset you can't have sex with me. <laughs> Just a pretty good recap of what uh, took place this past week. And then we have another really good tweet from Candace Owens. Yeah, this one is blistering. <laughs> you just want to have sex with me with me is potentially the filthiest, most immature response I've ever heard uttered from an elected official that is facing critique. She's quite literally creating a Republican sexual fantasy about herself. Hashtag AOC meltdown. Now, George Upper, our editor-in-chief who is on the show quite often, he loves to play this game called Dumb or Dishonest. Yeah, this is a good one. One and of my really, favorites. Like, I've found that most stories you can play the Dumb or Dishonest game, and it's it's pretty fun. This one especially, because I'm actually not sure. I'm kind of in the middle. I don't know whether she's dumb and she doesn't understand that what she's doing is hypocritical to go vacation in Florida, or if she is dishonest and you know she knows that Places like Florida are where people want to be, where it's she's going to have more fun in Florida, so she goes down there to vacation a bit. So what, what do you guys think? Abby, how about you go first? Yeah. Is she dumb or I think dishonest? She's, I think she's a little bit of both. Mm. Um, but I think dishonesty overall, I think that she's also like completely embodying the principle that's been, you know, completely dominating the left of the rules are for the little people. The rules are for the servants. And it doesn't it doesn't apply to us rulers. Right. It's like, that's exactly what she's living in. It's like the ultimate dishonest fantasy as well as just immaturity and I think a little stupidity. So I think it's kind of all of it. <laughs> what do you think, Caleb? I think it's dumb. And the thing that sticks out in my mind when I think about this is remember when Ted Cruz supposedly was going to go to Cancun in the middle of the Texas freeze. Right. How the entire left melted down. And we're yeah. like, this guy's yeah. a disgrace to the union. It's a pretty big deal. How is he, you know, an elected official? And what your, you know, own feelings on what Ted Cruz did or didn't do, you know, is, I think it's your own personal prerogative. Yeah. But again, it's this double standard where she's like leading the charge to go after him. And then she's the one that engages in the same type <laughs> yeah. of behavior. A year later, you could argue under worse circumstances. And she's right. like, well, it's all rooted in misogyny. None of this criticism is warranted at all. <laughs> it's done to me. 
doesn't make any sense. And, you know, back in her home state, her home city, her congressional district, which is kind of in the Bronx and the Queens kind of area, like we were saying earlier, you know, the vaccination rules, they're pretty out of control. Like, they're like the you toughest in the country. have to be vaccinated to eat. You know, Allie Beth Stuckey said kids were eating in 30 degree weather. It's because if you're five years old and up and you don't have a vaccine dose, you can't eat indoors anywhere, anywhere without breaking the law. Um, and this brings me to my next point, which is, do you think, do you guys think places like New York, places like California, all these super blue states, are these restrictions ever going to lift? And this is, this is a question we could probably ask every single day, but you know, we're just getting off of break. Um, this story is really big right now. It just, it really is irking me. You know, it, is this ever going to let up in, in places like New York City? See, I think actually that there's some good news on the horizon with this. Yeah. Because I think there's actually kind of this split going on even within the pro-vax, you know, you could even say kind of like pro-COVID restriction community. Because mm. a lot of these people who did what they were told, you know, waited in line and got their shots, a lot of them have gotten boosted. They've yeah. followed the rules and they've kind of like stuck to the letter of the law that Fauci and the admins laid out. Mm. And where are we now? The cases are higher than ever. The restrictions <laughs> yeah. are more suffocating. And I think a lot of these people are like, I did everything right and things are getting worse for me personally. So what more do I have to do? And I think there really is starting to be this split that's going on even yeah. within the people that were very one-sided on this issue even a year ago. Well, and even to add to that, you know, the restrictions we're seeing that are popping up over the last couple of weeks, those are all in response to Omicron, which right. is probably the least deadly strain we've seen yet of the coronavirus. It's basically just a mild cold. Most people, the symptoms most people get are basically that of a mild cold. Um, what do you think about all that, Abby? Um, I don't know if things will ever be like fully lifted. If, you mm -hmm. know, New York is just going to be like, oh, COVID is over. Let's go back to 2019. Um, what I do think will happen is that they'll probably just eventually be widespread disregard. I think mm, that's already yeah. growing. Um, you know, enforcement is spotty at best because these are mandates, not laws. Um, so I think eventually you're just going to reach a point where it's kind of almost like a communal decision of like, we're tired of this. The police aren't going to enforce anything. You yeah. can keep giving rules, but we're just not going to pay attention. I think, I think that's hundred percent right. I think enforcement will just slowly, like they'll distribute you know, resources to different areas. They won't be enforcing it as much. Eventually, nobody's going to be following it. And then that's when they'll right. be gone. A, a year, two years, somewhere in that time frame. What do you think? It's just at a certain point, they're going to be like, I've done everything right. I followed all the rules. Nothing's getting better. I, so I, I, I think yeah. at that point, they'll be like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And they'll go back to being a little bit more maybe proactive in their resistance. But also all the clips that we've yes. seen coming out of these blue states of like kids that are you know, sobbing as they're dragged out of restaurants yeah. or like this yeah. decorated war veteran who gets thrown out right. of a cheesecake factory. Yeah. These clips are terrible. And you think like the police like want to be on the internet doing this kind of stuff? Mm. I guarantee you they're at the precinct being like, when will this end? Yeah. So the sentiment, I think with the population is shifting. I think it is with yeah. the authorities. And I think Abby's right. It's just a matter of time until more mm. or less this stuff is just disregarded. Yeah. And you mentioned a, you know, a, decor a story about a decorated war veteran being thrown out. Um, you know, Abby has a story for us today about the Marine Corps and how basically any Marine who doesn't fully vaccinate, you're out. Yeah, time to go. <laughs> yeah. So as of, uh, I think, three or four days ago, uh, the Marine Corps has officially kicked out over 200 people for not getting the vaccine. 
Um, and this is, of course, just causing mayhem um, among certain members of the Marine Corps because they have filed for religious exemptions, but there has been no reports of these exemptions being considered at all. Um, and so they're just, ah, you're booted. <laughs> um, and, and, and people are furious. There was um, several high-ranking officers who spoke to Fox News. They spoke anonymously, but, you know, they were very clear in that this is literal political purging. This is a travesty against religious freedom. Um, you know, we're seeing career Marines being discharged um, and just, that's it. Their career is over because they won't get vaccinated. Um, and it seems that there's not even any sort of consideration for exemptions for them. Um, so it's happening in the Marines. Uh, it's happening in the National Guard. It's happening in the Air Force. Um, it's, it's just widespread, which is just not a great idea to be infuriating your service members. You know, I feel like that's kind of common sense. But I, I want to hear you guys weigh in on this. Like, why why would anyone think this is a good idea? And well, yeah. do you think that this is going to have like major reverberations in the military, um, especially since so many service members tend to be pretty conservative, right leaning people? Um, yeah, I've, on the second point, yeah, I think this is going to have a big effect. It's just slowly you're going to get less and less of those conservatives even though, you know, not getting vaccinated isn't necessarily the most mainstream opinion of the right. Um, you know, pe it generally people on the right are the ones not getting vaccinated if they're not getting vaccinated. And so, yeah, j that's just going to slowly push kind of more of the conservatives out. You're going to have more of a liberal leaning in places that do that. You know, we've seen that in medical in the medical field. We've seen that um, mm -hmm. in police departments. And now we're seeing it in the military. As for the first point, like why someone would think this is a good idea, I mean, when the pandemic first began, when, when everything was first going out of control and nobody knew what was happening, it seemed like a reasonable idea for us to shut everything down, for us to be as stringent as possible. Um, but it wasn't that many, many months in that many of us began to realize, okay, maybe the best idea would have been to isolate at-risk individuals, isolate the elderly, isolate people with you know um, past conditions that could make them vulnerable, and then let the rest of us do what we want until they're vaccinated, until they're safe. That's no, n I don't think almost anybody on the mainstream left has switched to that position yet, even though conservatives went there like only a few months <laughs> after everything began. As soon as we had all the information we needed, we, we knew we needed to do that. And they're still not doing it. Um, and it's, it's going to cause more deaths than would have happened otherwise, undoubtedly, you know, deaths from lockdowns, you know, things like drug overdoses and all that stuff. And who are they protecting? You know, the Marine Corps, these are some of the least at-risk people you could possibly find in Young, the entire world. Strong, you know. Yeah. It, it's preposterous. Sure, you could argue like, oh, maybe there's some older like generals or, you know, higher-ranking officials that are more at risk, but okay, vaccinate them, then what are we talking about? Right, and they're usually <laughs> a little distance from the guys that are on the front line or doing ops anyways, yeah. you know, they're sectioned off. Yeah. So I think there's been a contingent of the country that has always thought be as strict as possible, limit deaths to as close to zero as, as we can. And that's a good idea. And they hate the right so much that they're not willing to listen to reason. They're not willing to listen to, a, you know, other possible solutions like just isolate those that are most in danger.
I just think, Abby, right. that this is having a chilling effect. And you think about the backdrop of Afghanistan, right, where these guys mm. watched as their, you know, people were left behind. They saw 13 of their service members blown to bits by that suicide bomber. That whole thing was a complete debacle. I don't know how that inspires any type of confidence in the <laughs> commander in chief or the top brass in the military. And now they're pushing this whole vaccine mandate and running guys out of the military who are extremely patriotic, who are willing to lay their life down for the country. Yeah. And these are the people that we're railroading and demonizing just because they're a little uncomfortable about taking the fastest vaccine ever developed in human history. <laughs> so, yeah, I think absolutely it's going to have a long-term impact where people are going to say, you know, there used to be this regard that society had for our troops where we would, you know, salute them at the airport and like offer our seats for them and just this idea of like respect for what they were putting on the line. And so much of the coverage has been so negative yeah. to these people. I mean, I can't even imagine right. how they feel. And now we're going to also, we're going to have a few years of, you know, men and women that could have been great Marines probably aren't going to even sign up. They're not even going to attempt to become a Marine because they know, oh, well, I'll have to vaccinate and I don't want to make that decision for myself. Yeah, and Uncle Joe's going to be ordering me around. Yeah. You know, those are two things that would make me uneasy if I was yeah, thinking about service. Definitely. Exactly. I also, one, one other stat that I meant to mention is that like, if you were in any doubt that this was very clear targeting of kind of specific members um, of the, of the military <laughs> is that 95% of active duty Marines have already had at least one dose of the vaccine. Um, and so like, if you're trying to argue this from any sort of scientific standpoint of, you know, like, Oh, we don't want it spreading among the troops, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. And it's very clearly like, okay, if you're uncomfortable with this at all, we're going to target you and throw you out. <laughs> um, just like un unmasked discrimination. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're already so low. There's already so little risk with how healthy they are and how young they are. And then add to the fact that 95% of them are vaccinated. Like, what are we doing here? What What is the point of any right, of this? Right, and they're totally disregarding any of the natural immunity stuff because I'm sure a lot of these guys maybe have gotten COVID already, and that's just completely irrelevant in the eyes of the top brass. Yeah. So right. it's difficult. You know, I really feel for these guys where all guys and gals, these folks, that all they want to do is do their patriotic duty and do the things that maybe their family members generations yeah. before them did. And instead, now they're being put in all these compromising, compromising positions, making and, decisions yeah, they've never had to make before. Like I said before, what you're doing is you're slowly pushing out, you know, one contingent of conservatives out of all of these spaces. So eventually, mm -hmm. you know, all the people defending us, all the people protecting us in police departments, all the people that are responsible for healing us, all the people that are making decisions, really important decisions that affect all of us in all of these arenas are all going to eventually be thinking generally the same way or at least... Um, they will be disproportionately thinking that way, which is which is never a good thing. Yeah, and so. they're going to do all these shots for the troops, and we've had 1.7 million people come over the border last year, and yeah. not one of them needed a COVID vaccine. Yeah. So, again, it's just this, like, the rules are applied in random areas. Everybody's being put in these tough positions, and Abby's right. This is a huge problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, um, you know, that's... <laughs> We've gone through all the vaccination stuff. You know, it's been it's pretty crazy week of stuff happening with vaccination, with forcing vaccination on people, with vaccination hypocrisy. But also, we've had a couple of big deaths this 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 past week. You know, we had Betty White. That was That's huge. Tough, man. Almost made it to 100 years old. Couldn't quite do it. Very tragic. Um, yeah. And then uh, John Madden. And you know, 
no one can die nowadays without the left going in and telling us how evil they truly were while they were alive. Tell us a little bit more about that, Caleb. Yeah, so imagine that. Caleb's back doing a sports topic, you know? Who would have <laughs> yeah. thought that was possible? <laughs> right. Uh, I want to just give you a brief kind of some bullet points on John Madden's career, but I kind of think I want to use it more as a vehicle to just talk about this phenomenon with the left, mm. where I think that they seek to destroy America's heroes. But let's right. just talk about John Madden a little bit, and specifically, you know, this professor that decided just to put out this slanderous lie about him mere <laughs> hours after his death was announced. So you have somebody who goes to uh, Dallas College. He's a professor of history. So, you know, clearly his sports takes are extremely important. We all need to hear this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said that Madden's video game, which is an important piece of his legacy, especially for folks in my generation who didn't oh, yeah. necessarily see him when he was coaching the Raiders oh, yes. or when he was the single most popular broadcaster on television. They said that the video game was, quote, plantation cosplay, and also it dehumanized black athletes, and he called it a digital plantation. Mm. So this has a lot of echoes to the Colin Kaepernick stuff, right? Right. Where he's saying, oh, well, the NFL draft is basically like a slave auction, <laughs> even though it's, you know, totally voluntary, and these guys yeah. paid handsome sums of money, and it's all completely... Yeah, they're measuring your performance yeah. so that and they can pay you... And a lot of these guys improve their stock millions at the draft. Of dollars. Yeah. Like, they, they improve their standing. <laughs> But regardless, like John Madden, especially for a lot of our viewers out there who are watching this, John Madden was football. I mean, this yeah. guy never had a losing season as a head coach, won a Super Bowl with the Raiders, and then he goes on to become the single most important broadcaster, probably short of Al Michaels, in American history. Mm -hmm. I mean, every single person has stolen a page out of John Madden's playbook. And back in that time... There wasn't like, you know, NFL Red Zone and all this. Like there were two or three national games on a week that yeah. you could maybe watch. Yeah. So when Madden had your team, it was like, oh my gosh, John Madden's doing my team. Like everything stopped and you had to go watch this thing. But of course, this professor just decided to just launch this baseless character assassination. <laughs> and yeah. so many of the guys, even in the NFL currently, like we have a great piece that, you know, Grant Atkinson wrote on the Western Journal today that's just got dozens of tributes from active NFL players who are talking about how meaningful Madden was to them. And I think just something I want to mention too, kind of before we open this up into a larger conversation, is Madden impacted three generations of people. He impacted the players that he coached, the people that watched him on television, and guys like me who played his video game and fell in love with football and competition and this idea yeah. of like everybody working towards a larger goal. And I think that's the part that makes this criticism so ridiculous, is there are right. very few people that impacted, you could argue, millions of lives <laughs> in such an amazing, memorable way as John Madden did. So I think my first question is to you both, and I have a theory on this as well, but I want to hear your perspective, and we'll start with Abby. Why does the left try and eat American heroes alive? Like, what is their obsession with trying to tear down the people that have achieved great things in this country? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think there's any good answer for that, except that there is just kind of uh, almost a growing fear of the celebrity culture that we ourselves have created in America. Um, and so there's just some sort of impulsive need to like, oh, remember, not everyone is all good. Um, but then it's like the left swings all the way to the other side. And it's like, so that means they're just purely evil. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it, it doesn't make any sense, this kind of character assassination. Um, especially, I just got to say, it's just absurd that it's always happening to dead people. And it's like, it's like <laughs> punching a baby. You're like, they can't do anything. It's like, <laughs> um, 
it's just, it's absolutely absurd. And I, I'm not even quite sure what it's born out of other than just kind of this, this obsession with having something to say about every celebrity and, you know, not letting anybody be a true hero because, you know, we want to be realistic. Um, and I, I think it's just, it's just absurd the way that this character assassination goes on. Um, it's cruel, it's, it's disgusting and it's kind of barbarous. Yeah. What do you think, Michael? I, I think this, this is the political tactic of the left. They've been doing this for decades now. And if you'll notice, you know, the criticism is when they go after people, it's either for being conservative or for not being leftist enough. Right. Like that's the only that's criticism you can get are one of those two things. They won't criticize people that are super leftist, like terrorists, for example. Like, I believe it was Yasser Arafat. The Washington Post put out that um, article after he had died calling him, uh, what was it, a, a scholar or something like that? You, you can look it up. There's, it's, it's happened a few times that terrorists have gotten very... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> noble uh, ends thanks to the Washington Post, New York Times, places like that. But, you know, the we- the reason they do this, the reason they go after people like Madden, call him racist, it's, it's all about, you know, breaking down what we have, breaking down American culture, critical theory, critical race theory. That's what they're teaching kids to do. That's how they're teaching them to view the world is to be critical of everything. It's basically to say, okay, as long as more white people are wealthy, that means everything is evil. And anywhere you look, you can find evil if you can just find a way to explain it. And so when they look at heroes of the past, when they look at people who have been successful, especially white people who have been successful, white males, um, there has to be a reason. There has to be something wrong with them. There has to be something evil with them. And it had to have been an evil culture that let people like that be successful while others were not. Here's my theory. I think the whole existence of heroes challenges this idea that the state is supreme. So (laughs) the whole idea that the left pushes is we're all victims. These impossible to beat societal forces that are invisible are all ruining our lives and basically making it so we can never get ahead. And yet you have people like John Madden who have like 30, 40, 50 years of unparalleled success Mm -hmm. that has a tremendous impact on people's lives. And that shatters their narrative (laughs) that we're all helpless. Yeah. Because he is somebody that worked extremely hard, achieved great things, and then found a way to benefit his fellow man. And the state is supposed to do that in the left's mind. So I think they do this a lot of the time with our historical figures as well. Like they're yanking Jefferson's statue out of the, you know, uh, City Hall in New York and such. Because when we have like so many colorful people in our history that have done amazing things— it pushes against this idea that the state's got to come in and do it all for us. Yeah, and the the other reason you see this, and um, this is something you see more on the fringes of the left just because they know if they brought it into the mainstream, they'd lose, like, everyone, which is the left, the far left, hates sports. Sports, you know, a merit-based system yeah. where you get judged purely based on your performance. That, I mean, that's by definition to the left. That is an evil system, and that... that benefits people based purely on their genetics or their hard work, which who knows which they think is worse nowadays. And uh, yeah, so they, the, the left hates sports. They sports tend to be extremely conservative. You know, a lot of, you'll find a lot of athletes have faith. A lot of athletes are outspoken Christians and all of those values really go hand in hand because it's about hard work. It's about making your own luck. You know, it's about everything that conservatives believe in 
So yeah, uh, the left hates sports. That's another part of this that probably shouldn't be overlooked. One last question before we go for both of you. (laughs) Is there one of your own personal heroes that you've seen this own thing happen to? Because, you know, Matt and somebody that I connect with, but in your own lives, have the two of you also had somebody that you admire, you know, get sandbagged in the same way? Hmm. Maybe not post-death, but I know Norm MacDonald was always a big hero for mine. He's my favorite comedian of all time, and he was no ideologue. He, he, would, he would really often fight against the establishment, fight against the left, and he wasn't necessarily a conservative, but he was anti-woke, he was anti-authoritarianism, and they tried to take him down so many times with so many dishonest hit pieces, so many dishonest attacks. It was pretty bad, but that's what they do. So Yeah. How about you, Abby? I would say really any historical figure that gets targeted. Um, I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable. Um, And it, of, you know, Jefferson, Mm. Lincoln, Washington, anyone where it's like you, you want them to be heroes. They are heroes objectively, but then there's the impulse from the left to just destroy any sort of heroic legacy. Um. And, you know, it's always a fail-proof PR move to bring up, you know, bad news about someone who's famous because, you know, why is it, you know, a more fun headline is to say that someone's a piece of trash than to say that they were a really great guy. Um, and so, yeah, I would say any any historic figure that has just been demonized by the left, I mean, it's just, it's out of control. Um, and it's almost like a favorite pastime now. Yeah. Well, I think that's just about all we had for you guys on today's episode of WJ Live. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please, you know, come back, watch again on Wednesday. Subscribe to us on YouTube at um, youtube.com slash WJ Live. Make sure you hit the bell when you go to YouTube so you can get those notifications. YouTube does not want you to get those notifications, so please do that. Um, We're also on Rumble now. Uh, so go check right, out the Rumble Journal on Rumble. We have all our WJ Live episodes up there as well. Um, anywhere where you can listen to audio podcast, uh, WJ Live is going to be there. And just and if you really want to support us, if you really want to help us fight back against the left, what you can do is go to westernjournal.com slash join and subscribe to the Western Journal. You know, if you do that, that helps us circumvent all these big tech tyrants, all these you know big tech figures that basically they want to censor our content. There are, there are certain topics that if we talk about them, YouTube, Google, all of these major companies will do everything they can to take off the ads, to take away you know our ability to make money, to keep you from seeing those stories, that stories about transgender issues, um, other cultural just really hard-hitting uh, subjects, you know, uh, election fraud, things like that. So please subscribe, help us out. You'll be helping yourself as well by getting news that you're probably not going to get almost anywhere else with the ethical journalism, the ethical standards we have are higher than anybody else in our arena. And so, yeah, we, on that note, thank you so much for joining us today. And we'll see you on, on Wednesday here at WJ Live. WJ Live is a show powered by The Western Journal, a Christian conservative news site equipping readers with the truth. The Western Journal is free to read, but if you'd like to support us even further, you can subscribe to our site and receive exclusive benefits like ad-free reading, discounts on our merch at the Patriot Depot, and even an equipping readers with the truth mug. Subscriptions start as low as $5 a month. 
to subscribe, go to westernjournal.com backslash join. Your support helps us in fighting big tech censorship across all platforms. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.